What's up, everyone? NFL Week 18 DFS Main Slate Breakdown. It's Geek. It's Clinks. It's the game plan. <laughs> Wait, I lost my I lost my intro. Here we go. It's the game plan. <laughs> All right, what's up, everyone? What's up, Bobby? Wow, hey, Geek, hey, living large. Week eighteen, this is it. How did you do in your season-long leagues? Did you win any championships? Geek, I stunk. I absolutely stunk. But I, I did see Austin Eckler put out a statement, and I resonate with him that it's about the journey more than the championship. So that's that's what I'm taking away from this season and, and season-long. None of that's true. <laughs> Not one bit of it's true. It's literally about winning championships. Okay, you're right. Herm Edwards was right when he said, we play to win the game. That's it. Now, I had had one of my better season-long type seasons. But one of the best parts is, listen, I play, I think I play in nine leagues or eight leagues, right? And... You're gonna make the playoff. You're gonna get there in some. You're not gonna get there in others. You can't. You can't win them all. But for me, one of the best parts, aside from like this terrible team that won a championship, was just the overall getting there. I got there with three teams. All three tweet teams won the championship. So I've had a lot of seasons where I get to the playoffs. I get to the. Uh, I, I get to the championship, but I lose the game. And hey, that's gonna happen. Sure. I don't care how good of a fantasy football player you are. Sometimes Antonio Brown has a mental breakdown or his coach is a jerk. I don't know, but something happens mid game. This guy, this other guy has a terrible game, you know, and like your amazing team all year, all of a sudden just turns to crap. Like that happens. So for me, the cool part was winning all three of them. Um, I do want to mention something else, Bobby Clinks, that I just discovered prior to the show. You ready for this? Please. Underdog, underdog is doing some sort of uh, playoff best ball leagues. Really? Yes. Now, I have to do a little bit of digging. I've done I've done playoff best ball leagues with friends. Uh, not best ball. Playoff leagues, which are essentially best ball leagues. With friends every year. I love the playoff league. Um, the way that the one that we did works is you basically choose a team of players, and then the number of games they play is irregardless. You're choosing a team, one player per position, and you hope that you get guys who go far and play a lot of games, right? So there's a strategy to it where you really just want to stack teams. Like stacking is more important than ever, uh, essentially because it, it doesn't matter so much how many points the player scores. It's much more about how many games they play in. So if you stack, if you're going to take Tom Brady, you might as well just take all players from the box or as many as you can. And then if they go... If they play three games, you're a winner. Or, or this year, you might even get a four a four game team, right? And and if they play four, you're just going to get more games in. So it doesn't matter that much that you know I had a guy who put up twenty and the other guy put up twenty five. If he gets another game, you win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look into that and see. But if they are doing that style, which is my favorite style, a number one should not enter them until after this week, so we know who's in the playoffs and we know you know I don't if you're entering them before this week, you're crazy. But um, that'll be some fun. Like, we'll do some of those. I'm going to get you in a league with me. I'm in. We need the whole DFS army. Yeah, we're, let's do this. this. Yeah, well, let's have fun next week. I mean, it is a really fun um, way to go after the playoffs. But that being said, it is week 18. And the biggest factor this week is motivations. Our motivations. The biggest factor are motivations is motivations i don't think we have any grammar police to help in the chat but like what i think your gut is let's go with your gut. motivation motivation is. not there we go motivation the the i, I said it wrong. the biggest factor is motivation not motivations motivation right what team what teams are motivated to play hard in week 18, it's a really fun week for DFS. I love it. 
we have a lot of that data. We'll go through it with each team, what their motivations are as we go through this. And I think, Bobby Wow, the way we should do it, um, we, we like to use the Vegas lines as a guide. And we're just going to talk. I, I think let's just run through each game this week and kind of go through some motivations and see if there's any DFS angles that we're interested in for that week. Does that sound good? I love it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get right into it. And um, the first game on the board is a is a, a perfect example. Bengals, Browns, 38-point total, Browns, six-point favorites. Bengals have no motivation to play in this game. And according to you before the show, you said they've already ruled out Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow will not play. And right. I believe Mixon's on the COVID list. So. Mixon's on the COVID list. Joe Burrow is out. Um, Browns. Uh, announced that the quarterback Mayfield will be getting offseason surgery. Um, they don't have any reason to rest anybody per se. The Browns, they're out of the playoffs. And, you know, I think they'll probably play their guys in this game, and that's why they're favored. The The line is telling us the story that we need to see. Um, they're favored for a reason. And um, I think the move here is, you know, stay the hell away from this game. <laughs> I mean, I don't want Samaji P. Ryan as a standalone play. Yeah, I didn't either. And then I saw him on DFS up north sheet. So I'm reconsidering. Well, now, oh boy, DFS up north always got to throw us a wrench with being interested in a player. And, you know, he'll play the game. So whatever. Um, the the Brown side of it, I, I do think you could probably play Nick Chubb and he'll come out and do his thing. I, I think they'll play him. They're going to play to win. Why wouldn't they? He's interesting enough going up against some backup players for the Bengals. But, you know, that's about it for that game. I, I'm not betting on an unmotivated team. I, I think if you had to bet it, you'd bet the Browns. But as far as DFS angles, there's not much on a 38-point game that I want to get involved with anyway. Yeah. Um, the next one is Packers-Lions. And again, the Packers, are they're, they're locked up. They're good to go. They have no reason to play. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. But I believe the Packers got it all locked up. Already clinched number one and a first round bye. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers and the starters play at all, it might be a series or two. Don't believe the hype. So what do you do? With, I'm interested in the Lions. I agree. Packers, they're, they're throwing in the towel. They're, they don't care. Probably not going to play this one out. Um, I think, and this is something we don't know, Bobby Wow. I think there's some motivation if I'm a player to play like a, a half game or something like that, just to keep keep the juices flowing. You get the bye week, so you know you don't really want two bye weeks. It's not the greatest. It hasn't been the greatest um, indicator of you know coming back sharp. But talk to me about the Lions. Um, who are, are are we interested in that side of this one? Yeah, I think there's definitely some interest. I mean, do we go back to Amon Ra St. Brown? It, that feels like the most obvious spot to me. Yeah, I mean, 11 targets per game. Amon Ra has to be in play. And I think the questionable one is Swift and, and the way that they barely used him last week. Um, it's hard to trust that Swift will all of a sudden be featured this week or get a lot of touches. He might, but... Not one that I feel confident on either way. Normally, I would load up on Swift here because, again, an unmotivated Packers team, you just run all over them. So that should be interesting. Um, all right, moving on, we've got the Bears and the Vikings. This one uh, has a 44.5-point total, and um, I'm pretty sure neither one of these teams has anything to play for. Let me just check uh, the Vikings just in case, but no. no. Both teams are out of the playoffs. Nothing to put, no reason to rest. I, I think that Kirk Cousins may be on the COVID list. Oh, no. I want to say he'll be back for this game. They just activated him Wednesday afternoon. So yesterday, or, or at least the report came out. Looks like yesterday. So Kirk Cousins off the list. <clears throat> Unvaccinated Kirk Cousins. No vax. Off the list. And um, now I kind of think with Cousins in the game that why not? Why wouldn't they play to win? 
Yeah, I think they will. I think Kirk Cousins is going to want to go out strong. There's talks about him in Minnesota, if he's going to be around much longer. Um, and yeah, I think both these teams are going to play hard. They don't like each other. So I think we'll get a, a competitive game here. You, you let me know before the show about Justin Fields, Jay who Fiddles. is now on the COVID list, Yep, which is heartbreaking. But more importantly, that does have some big DFS implications. Primarily, it makes David Montgomery an even better play for the Bears. David Montgomery, Cole Komet becomes a little more playable. The the um the pass catchers become just a little bit more playable. So yeah, I kind of like the Bears in this spot. Um, you know, DFS up north has been harping all year about how the Vikings secondary can't stop anyone. And, you know, the Vikings as a defense have not been a, a very good defense. Um, if I'm betting this game, I'm probably leaning Chicago getting the points, but as far as uh, yeah, I love Montgomery in this spot. I I kind of like Cole Komet. That you, I've already done some lineup construction, Bobby. You might not have yet. You're begging. I'm crying for tight end value. Yes, like tight end. I need it. Give me anything. I'm looking at garbage Josiah Degura types. I'm like I, yes. I don't know. I can't play him. But I'm looking at like you know Brevin Jordan. Yeah, all right. Maybe you know I'm trying to convince myself that Brevin Jordan is a good play, but um, I think Cole Komet might be a good play. Just trying to convince myself. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, and I love Monty um, Swaggy P. You could say Monty inefficient all you like. What I love about it, Monty is he gets all the touches. He gets a lot of volume. They love leaning on him, and they'll throw to him, and they'll do everything with him. Um, there's a few guys like that, but he's one of those few. He's a real workhorse right now, and there's not that many to choose from. John Bates, um, tight end from the uh, Washington team. You know, that's that's the same reaching as what I'm talking about. Like, you don't feel good pulling the trigger with Tom John Bates either. I'm going to pull that trigger. Yeah, oh, my God. No, thanks. No. Um, in a must-win oh, – all right, uh, a battle – of the turd NFC East turd for the, for the title of turdliest team. You've got Washington going up against it. I would say the giants are a lot more turdly than Washington just in general this year. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. They both just absolutely stink. Oh, the giants. What a disappointing what a disappointing year. What a disappointing year for both of these franchises. Yeah. But uh, the Giants at least are, you know, I don't know. I have nothing to say. Disappointing year. I thought Washington was going to be competitive. They lose Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, you know, my boy Taylor Heineken's not that good at all. Backup quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Can fill in for one game. Yes. Start for a season? No. No. Not good. Not good. So anything, I mean, are there DFS angles here? Uh, is this a sneaky game where Terry McLaurin all of a sudden goes off and we're like, who thought? I don't think of that. Or, or you know, Gibson comes back and has a big game. I, I don't know what to think here. I, there's nothing on the Giants that interests me. That's what I know for sure. Yeah, I, I don't have anything. I mean... Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm throwing the football. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything on Washington. I mean, if you wanted to get crazy, you could take a shot on Taylor Heineken's at QB. No. But I hate it. No. I would think maybe no one will play Terry McLaurin and, you know, why not? You know, a little GPP sort of taste for 3 4%. Uh, Antonio Gibson is back for this one for whatever that's worth. Um, usually he gets a lot of targets when there's no JD McKissick. So, you know, maybe, maybe those guys a little, little bit on Washington, but not much. All right, Gibson, let's move Gibson on. will be one of the chalkiest backs on the slate. Oh, you so think that, is that'll, he be a, down? that'll be an interesting spot. I, I have some interest in being way underweight there geek. Okay. Well, let's, let's check the price point. Hold on. And let me understand why he's going to be chalky. Uh, 5,800 with no backup. So he, he got a lot of ownership 
in the past when he was the only guy there. Um, hip practice, limited capacity, COVID. I think we need to follow the situation and see. So you like you kind of you're kind of already thinking maybe I should fade this guy. Yeah, and I know it'll change, but the Dom Station has him projected at 27 percent ownership. Oh, that's absolute bananas. So if that was the case, I'd fade the crap out of him. But let's see. I mean, you know, we have to. Uh, there are other running backs that are interesting for me. By the way, what about? I, I didn't mention this on the. Is AJ Dillon interesting on the Packers? Or are they going to rest him also? Yeah, that's the concern with AJ. Because I, if you're going to rest Rodgers and Aaron Jones, you might as well rest AJ as well. So that feels like another scary spot to me where I would imagine he's going to end up being pretty decently owned. Um, and of course, Josh has him on his sheet. So again, reconsidering some of that. Uh, but it's tough. It's You can't trust him. You certainly can't play A.J. Dillon in cash. No, I think uh, when I think of A.J. Dillon, I'm not sure if the Packers look at him as like a starter. Like, no, we're going to rest him also, and we're going to bust out with, you know, RB3 that no one's ever heard of. That could be. I mean, or A.J. Dillon has the smash game of a lifetime getting all the touches. It could go either way. I think you got to play him in tournaments unless we hear something. Yeah, I mean, and Damon's coming up with a sharp move. He's like, hey, Gibson banged up. What if you play Patterson? Look, I, I had Patterson on my list, by the way, talking about that game originally. Talking about this game. I had Patterson, but then Gibson came off the COVID list, and I was like, wow, they're going to play Gibson? But we might find out that they're just, like, going to rest Gibson. They might be like, you know what? We're not playing him. He's got a foot. I don't want to get worse. Off season, we need him back. If, if that happens and we get a Patterson starter, I'm interested. All right, let's move on. We've got the Colts at the Jaguars. Colts are 15 and a half point favorites. They need to win to get in. They need not to get in. Let me let me say it correct. Let's let's get the right. They are not they, they have not clinched. They're nine and seven. They need to win. They might. There, there is probably an outside chance of no. Actually, they need to win to get in. There's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's a small chance if they lose, but it's very small. The, the scenario of losing and getting is very low. So they need to win to ensure they get in. They will be playing all out. Jonathan Taylor is about to go CJ Ham on this game. I like it. Thank you. I just came up with that on the spot. That happened. That was no no preparation for that one. About to go CJ Ham on us. Um, <laughs> so Jonathan Taylor gonna go bananas in that game. I don't even know what else to look at. I don't want any Jaguars on my team. They stink. So Jonathan Taylor. That's it. He like, Jonathan Taylor might be the best play on the slate. He's he should absolutely. There's smash. one more. There's one more. And we will not be able to play them both. I know you like Cooper Cup. We'll... Yeah, and you cannot play them both. There's no value on the slate whatsoever. What one thing I'll say, Geek, just as a very contrarian opportunity, would be Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman. There's some interest in a in a stack there, just in case you know they, they decide to throw it near the end zone. Um, can, can I but... just say that if Carson Wentz has a great game and wins you a tournament? It'll be this first time. It will be the first time this season. Uh, I actually, don't know. You know what? You're right. You're right. There have been. He has not put what up a, a tournament winning score. He, not one. He's had a couple of, 26 doesn't win your tournament. It, it gets you in the money. So cheap, though. He's 5,800. All right. All right. That's fair. You, you need 30 to win the Millie Maker. 26, not going to get you there. Um, so I, my point is, he hasn't been a must a must play all season. I don't know if it's oh, starting not here. a must play. It's a very contrarian play. That's all. Yeah, that's I'm just all saying, I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 good leverage. I love it. Leverage like that is always the right move. If whenever a player is going to be massively owned, we want to think about how can we leverage. And the more obvious a player looks, the better it is to get the leverage. Like the with Jonathan Dale, it looks so obvious. Like that's the best spot. To be like, you know, and somehow he has a dud and, you know. All right. Um, let's continue. Steelers at the Ravens. Both teams have a prayer and a hope of making the playoffs with a win. They will be going all out. 
Low total game, Bobby Wow, 41 points. Ravens probably going to put Huntley at the helm again in this game. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't know for I'm not I'm not I'm not the Ravens team doctor. But as far as um I've seen Lamar Jackson has not played, has not yeah, practiced. He, he's not practicing, you're right. So there's no way to me he didn't practice Wednesday. Today's Thursday, I don't know, but I don't think it's very likely that a guy who hasn't practiced in three, four weeks and, and he's going to all of a sudden be better. And if he is, I don't, I, I ain't playing him anyway. Right. I don't want hurt Lamar Jackson. Who's going out there trying to be a hero for his team when he's clearly hurt. Like no matter what happens, I ain't touching Lamar. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No way. Um, so let's assume it's a Huntley game. Do you like anything about this game in general? I mean, you've got Deontay and Najee on the Steelers. If Fire it's a Huntley game, I think Deontay just went on the COVID list. Stop it. That's I my thought cheat so. Code. That's my cheat code. Hold on a second. But, I mean, continue. As I'll, I'll look through and see if we can get – Oh, no. What? Uh. Well, all right, let's think about this for a second. Deontay Johnson and his 15 targets per game on the COVID list, what does that mean, Bobby Wow? We're going to get a smattering of Chase Claypool and Ray Ray McLeod. I'm glad you said Ray Ray. And I know Ray Ray is going to be the obvious pivot. I think Chase Claypool gets absolutely peppered in this game if the Steelers are forced to throw. And the Ravens' run defense is pretty good, so they will likely have to. Um, yeah. Uh, but Claypool, love it. All of them. When, when you vacate 13 targets per game, that's a big deal. That means – I didn't even know. I, I'm going to tell you right. I did not know that Deontay was on the call. The news it just from, happened this morning. Okay, Fast and Furious. So not just Ray Ray. How about Najee Harris getting more looks in the passing game too? He could. He certainly could. He's expensive. That's the issue with Najee. He could get more looks, but the problem is he has to do a lot more with those more yeah, looks. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I'll take Ray Ray at 3,800 Yeah, or, or, or Chase Claypool at, what, 4K or 4,500? Um, the Ravens have nobody who can match up with Claypool's size. Their, their pass defense stinks as it is. He's 5,100. He's a touchdown score. Has not had a good season, but he's a touchdown score. And with elevated targets, you know. Look last week. Look last week at his targets. I know he didn't do much. The targets were there. The, Nine the, targets. Production wasn't there. Um, no one had a lot of production last week. Ben Roethlisberger at this point is hanging on with gum, uh, tinfoil, and and you know, and and shoestrings tied together. Geek, it's crazy though. Did you do you see how many pass attempts he had in that game? He threw a ton, uh, fifteen targets for Deontay Johnson. He still uh, Deontay only managed like sixty yards on nine receptions. Like it, it, there were three and four yard targets, but that's what I'm saying. Who cares? We're getting the goodness. If I you give me ten targets to Ray Ray McLeod and seven receptions for seventy yards and a miracle touchdown, is Ray Ray the Isaiah McKenzie? Of week 18. Yeah, yeah. At 3,800, you borderline. He's going to be a cash play. Now that this news is out, Ray Ray McLeod, probably the the top. Like when you sort the Dom station by value, Ray Ray is going to be the first name that shows up. And that's Which why is, I like Claypool. Yeah, Claypool will not get that same bump at 5,100. Geek, let me propose something to you real fast. Big Ben Roethlisberger. His final regular season game, the nuts Millie lineup quarterback. He does it again. The last time he was in the the nuts Millie maker, um, Jay Blaze, Jay Blaze was winning uh, 350k with DFS Army back in like 2016. I was gonna say I don't even think DFS up north was born yet. No, it was yeah, it was before DFS up north uh, <laughs> was born. Um, no, I don't think that will happen. No. I, I am not on board with that one, but I'm telling you now, I will have Ben exposure. Ben exposure. I mean, 41, the, the game total is really uh, not that great. 
But, no, you know, no, on the no, Ravens side, we didn't even talk about the Ravens. The Ravens, by the way, note that we're talking about all the games. So look at these totals. They're Where's so the bad. good one? Only one game has a high total because they move them. The NFL in their, uh, I guess, in their in their genius, they moved, you know, Casey. Uh, there really just weren't any games like that. It's only this one Sunday nighter. So, um, Ravenside, Mark Andrews has been a favorite target for Tyler Huntley in there. I think we can go right back to Mark Andrews. Yep. His smash games were with this quarterback. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of Brown or, or Bateman. Any interest there? Yeah, a little bit. It's partially because they just have no running game. So these guys are going to get their targets. But I think you're right. Mark Andrews is the most obvious play on the Ravens if you're going there. Chris Brown, he got that. He got that grammar. He got that grammar going. It's so Love expensive, it. geek. So he's so much more expensive than any other tight end. Oh, um, with Andrews, yeah. I, um, so what? I just it, wanted to hear your take, so that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. So what? The guy's been putting up 26 points, 23, 7, 14, 21, 28. I need 28 points out of my tight end. It's going to be hard to fit it. You can't do it. Again, every every decision comes back to, am I going to play Jonathan Taylor in this lineup, or can I play Mark Andrews? Then you have to make a choice. But I would say when, when I looked at the tight end position, it was really more about like, well, who else are you going to play? Because It's I, a pay down tight end slate. You, George Kittle, maybe if Garoppolo plays, but I'm not playing George Kittle with 22 to tosses per game. Trey Lance, like that doesn't work. He doesn't throw the football enough for George Kittle to get there. Gronk, probably going to be rested or certainly in high danger of it. Kyle Pitts, maybe, but the Q tag in the last game of the season doesn't sit right. Um, Dawson Knox, three or four targets per game. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is interesting, but you know, Zach Ertz is interesting at this price. Yeah. Hasn't done a ton with his targets, but the targets are there. Ertz is probably your cash game guy. And then down from, again, it just gets ugly. Like Fryermuth, no, Conklin. Who are you playing? Cole Komet. I so I don't need yeah. Fryermuth, but Cole Komet is, yeah. He's the cheapest, most obvious yeah. play. Yeah. Now, by the way, we just learned that Bruce Arians will force players in the game, even with injuries. So like Gronk has probably been playing hurt. He needs a break. He needs rest. Arians forcing them to play with the injuries. That guy's a tyrant. Yeah, Gronk, that Damon Gronk doesn't look right. He has not looked right since coming back. Yeah, the, the I think the 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 ribs are still hurt. He needs the week off. They need to rest Gronk in this game. There's no they if they play Gronk, you know that Arians is a tyrant. Or or that Tom Brady is a tyrant. Could be either of them. I could see it. Um, Titans at the Texans. And can you believe Bobby? Wow. Marley got the record. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. They're going for that record. Andrew is 141 yards away. Little narrative street. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about the Titans. Can you believe that the Titans somehow who played a whole season, most of it without Derrick Henry, without AJ Brown, they were all hurt. Their starting wide receivers were Akine Westbrook, Chester Rogers. Like, I don't know. You couldn't – Dante Foreman. I don't know. How, they have no team. And somehow they're playing for the first round bye today. Win and they get a week's rest. And guess who comes back after the bye? Derek Pwinnery to lead them to a championship. So he's for sure not coming back this game, right? Uh, listen, for sure, nothing is is. Well, we lost Geek, I guess. Okay, I think we're still live. All right, so we're talking about talking about Derrick Henry probably not coming back. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, obviously, Geek, we're not playing any running backs from that game anyway, right? You're not, even if Henry came back, you're not playing him. 
No. I, I, okay. If Henry was back and he was getting targets, by the way, I just clicked the button on my uh, keyboard and I kicked myself out. That was fun. Um, but um, no, if I knew he was getting a full workload, but what team gives a Derrick Henry enough work to pay off right on his first game back now they need the win so they might but they're up against the tech I, yeah, let, let's say i don't think he comes back in this game let's he's practicing he's he's running i know i think they give him the extra week or two so let's assume that they play with donta foreman again that aj brown is out there i actually think the texans could be competitive although i will say that titans defense is i think why I think it's why they got here. I think their defense is better than people assume. Actually, let's take a look at this. You know what? Let's take a look at one of my favorite tools in the world, the points by position statsational power rankings finder. You know, one of the nice things about being a DFS Army subscriber, uh, Bobby Wow, and there are a lot of nice things. My favorite is I get to chat with you every day. Like that alone. But one of the nice things is this tool. So, John Statsational Alessio, top 10 DFS player in the world, one of the best. He makes this tool, and, and we have it for DFS Army subscribers, where it shows you the projected fantasy points by position each week for each, each game. So let's take a look at the Titans here and see if anything, oh, anything stands out. No. No, that doesn't work. Forget what I just said. Still set up for last week. Useless. Well, what was I going to say? What were we even thinking about? Oh, on the uh, on the Texan side, I think the Texans can be competitive in this game. And by competitive, I mean if they could just keep it close, the Titans will be throwing. So my first thought, and this is one of the games that I'm kind of interested in, my first thought was what about a little A.J. Brown to Brandon Cook's ping pong? Back and forth on this one. I like it. Because it makes I all feel, the sense in the world. Yeah, like if, if if Brandon Cooks is having a great game and Houston's hanging in there, the Titans are throwing still. They're they're you know I feel like if the Titans are just ahead by ten, like the stats, uh, like the projection shows, then it's more likely to be one of those games where they l- rely on Donta Foreman to just kind of smash mouth it. That dude's doing it with no receptions. It's all rushing. Yeah. It's a very dangerous play. 5,700, very dangerous play, Dante Foreman. But I don't mind the A.J. Brown, Brandon Cook's little ping pong action. Any 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 other thoughts on this game? Uh, are you interested in Brevin Jordan? I think you got to be. I mean, he's a guy that's getting targets and is. I think he's still under that 3K price point. So... There is just some paid-on tight end, tight end interest because you'll see when we start building lineups, there's not, there's not a lot of value, and that's one of the few spots you can get some good value. Um, it looks like last week, Brevin Jordan, 50% snap count, 20% of the targets, which is a big number, uh, and Farrell Brown got some targets as well. So bizarre. Bizarre. Um, Saints at the Falcons Saints four and a half point road favorites the Saints have I believe obviously the Falcons have been eliminated for a long time and I believe there might be a miracle scenario the eight and eight Saints can make the playoffs by beating the Falcons and having the four oh oh they I don't think this is a long shot at all they just need the 49ers to lose. They just need the 49ers to lose. So the Saints have a real chance at the playoffs here. So what about my guy, Taysom Hill? How about I, – I don't normally play Kamara when Taysom Hill's at the helm. I think it's a dangerous play. But um, Taysom Hill, are you interested in Kamara, Bobby Well? I'm I'm definitely interested in Taysom Hill. Um, and, yeah, I think – I mean, the pro, here's the problem with Alvin Kamara. He is pricey. So if you want to be heavy exposed to Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor, it's hard It's hard to make an argument for Kamara in there. Because those are the two guys, I think you would agree, that I want, that we want to be most invested in. You you really can only afford one. And, and yes, so Kamara becomes only like a crazy, I'm going to get silly, 
pivot off of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor looks like plug me in for 30 fantasy points this week. No worries. Alvin Kamara is like, hey, wait a minute. If he got 30, that would be like incredible considering, you know, what his results have looked like with Taysom Hill for the most part. 21 last week. But we also know between you and I and, and everybody else, we know that Kamara has that 30, 35, even 45 point upside when he has one of his crazy games. So it's it's exciting leverage off of Jonathan yeah. Taylor more than anything else to me. Yep. Um, how about Deontay Harris? Uh, let's see here. Still, still dirt cheap. You know, had his first I'm game not, back I last week. Getting there. I mean, he had his first game back last week. They had to take, they took it easy on him, but he's definitely been the best wide receiver um, for the, I don't know, 3,200. I think it's, it's interesting. I think it's playable. Let me look at one more. Um, I think it's playable. There we go. All right. Um, betting angles here. I think you bet the team with motivation. So I'd be interested in the saints. Um, yeah. I mean, Mark West Calloway, then, you know, the powers that be Calloway and uh, Traquan Smith. I, I can't go there anymore. I've, I've given up. I've thrown in the towel on Traquan the chef. Yeah, he's he. I got no more argument for him, geeks. Yeah, so. I mean, you've been his biggest supporter, but you can't just keep living on that showdown. You know, no. two touchdown performance. You can't. We got to. We got to move on. It's time to move on. Trey, Trey, no, no, Traquan. Stick with Tay Tay. Get rid of Trey Trey. None of that. All right. My beloved, my beloved New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills are going to be all out to win. They need to win to potentially win the AFC East position. There's a lot of reasons why the Bills are going to go all out here. So my question for you, Bobby Wow, is because we, you know, the Jets are the Jets, but but the Bills at home. 16 and a half point favorites. How do you, what's the DFS angle that we could, is it Devin Singletary night? We're going to pay up for Devin Singletary. Yeah. Look, I know that Josh Allen is not going to be a sneaky play. Obviously he should be the highest on quarterback on the slate, but I think this is a sneaky game to have exposure to in other places. So yes, I, I really like Devin Singletary, especially as a pivot off of Josh Allen. But I think I think there's some Jets guys that you can play as well. You know, if if the Bills are scoring, and I I like the over in this game, then I think there's some interesting Jets guys like uh, like Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, or if Michael Carter's out, I don't even mind taking some shots on Tyler Johnson or Tevin Coleman. So there's going to be some pieces in this game that I think you can fill your lineups out with if you're doing MME. I'm not touching the Jets. Really? No. Okay, I I don't know, man. I, you're a Jets fan, I'm out. so I'm out. I have some interest on the road, dead team. So my theory is, dead teams at home, I like because they're playing for the home fans and they care. A dead team on the road against an elite defense, this could be one of those. Now I will give you this. Zach Wilson has absolutely played better the past couple weeks, and he's made enough of an argument that myself and, and the Jets fan community, I'm a member of that community, a voting member. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a leader of that community, voting member. Um, we have enough to be like, okay, you know what? I saw enough out of him towards the end of the year that I'm going to be enthusiastic that, you know, another year, I'll grow a couple of hairs on his chin. You're, you're older. Come back better. You know what I mean? But you're like, he'll grow a couple of hairs on his chin. It's a good baby face. Zach Wilson. Looks like he looks like the starting quarterback for my, uh, my kid's high school team. <laughs> he was I'm, last year. Yeah. I'm like, what is he? Is he, is he the, you know, I, on the Friday night lights when he looks like the kid who's throwing a football. 
when I go watch the football game with my kids' high school. But grow a couple hairs on the chin. We think he'll get better, right? But on the road at the Bills in a game the Bills have to win, it's a scary proposition. No Braxton Berrios cheat code from last week. How fun was that? I'm not sure if Braxton Berrios will play. But I will say this. Um, what's that? That was a blast. Oh, my goodness. The Braxton Berrios. I'm like... I wasn't even, I'm like, I gave out Braxton Barrios is what I like to fa- favorite value play. I wasn't expecting a touchdown. Forget about two touchdowns. I just thought he could get like 12 targets and eight receptions and get us like, you know, 12 to 15 fantasy. Yeah, that was awesome. But we'll see if Barrios plays this week. Um, yeah, we'll see if Barrios plays this week. So. I don't like the jet side of it. Not at all. Um, next up, we've got the Patriots at the Dolphins. A lot of games on this main slate. The Patriots also need to win. They have to secure their playoff positioning. The Dolphins are not going to be in the play. What, what, what's the story with the Dolphins are out of it, right? They're out. They're out. Yeah, the Dolphins are out of it. The Patriots could potentially win the AFC East. They could even get a number one seed if a crazy set of circumstances happen. So they have every reason to win the game. Um, Belichick, not really. I don't. I don't think you rest a rookie quarterback ever, even if they were the number one seed with a rookie with a young quarterback. You always play. Now, might they rest someone like Damian Harris? If they felt like, hey, he's been banged up and he could really use a week off before the playoffs. And, hey, we're happy with Raymondre anyway, so we don't really lose anything by not playing a ton of Damian. Is there risk on Damian Harris, Bobby? Wow. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think absolutely there's risk, especially because he's got some lingering injury issues. I think he actually went out last game because of an injury. So... Yeah, I, I don't love snacks in this game. I do have some interest in Ramondre. But I think Ramondre could be like the best play of the entire slate. If if Harris doesn't play, for sure. Yeah. Harris came out of the game last week? I thought so. He did. Because no, he got it, hot it, early. Yeah, he, he had a great game, put up a bunch of touchdowns, gets hurt, and then Ramondre fills in and does and all the work. And smashes. No, oh, he's 5,900. There we go. So no matter what happens here. All right. So DraftKings prepared. Let's, I, don't, I don't think FanDuel does this as aggressively. So let me quickly check FanDuel. Um, DraftKings clearly prepared for Raymondre being the starter. Uh, oh. FanDuel a little bit less. I love him on FanDuel at 6,500 if he starts. I love him on both sides if he if he's the exclusive starter. Miami's not good. I love him on both sides if he starts. What about Miami? So let me ask you this. Obviously, Jaden Waddle has been the man this year. Jalen Waddle. But Bill Belichick is known for taking out the opponent's best player, right? That's what he do. So the question is can we play Jalen Waddle in this game? Why wouldn't Miami just continue to pepper him with targets? He's priced reasonably. What do you think? Yeah, I'm like you with the Jets. I am not touching the Miami side of this game at all. The running back situation's a mess. The Patriots' defense is really, really good. And you're right. Belichick is going to Try his best, and he's usually successful at stopping Waddle. I think if you're paying attention to Miami, you're not like, oh, we need to stop Duke Johnson. Right. You know? Timmy, uh, will it be obvious? I mean, uh, that's a lot of what we're going through, Timmy, but, you know, motivations are what they are. Like, you got to be very aware of these motivations. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, so the Patriots very motivated, need to win dolphins. You know, it's just a pride game for them. Do with that. What you will Panthers at the bucks. This is the one game where motivations are difficult. The most difficult for me to really decipher. And let me tell you the scenarios 
for the Bucks real quick, and then and then you can figure it out. So the Bucks cannot get the first seed. They're twelve and four. They've already clinched the NFC South. They can get the two seed if they win. And for example, the Rams lose that kind of thing. They can go as high as the two. They're still they're, so essentially they're playing for if they play hard. The main benef- benefit would be a week, a second week in the playoffs at home instead of away. Essentially, they're going to play the first week as a home game. If they went crazy, they can move up. The best that they could do is essentially getting themselves or securing the bye week in the second week. And of course, you know, if the Packers lose, they might, it might be a scenario where they get um, home field throughout the playoffs. But the flip side of it is there's a lot of banged up players on this Patriots team. The running backs are really dinged up bad. We've seen Gronk is all banged up. Uh, you know, I don't even know what's going on with Godwin anymore. If he's ever, if he's coming back this year, I, I know he, uh, what, what's Godwin's injury. Was it a, a season ender? I know he's on IR. I think it's an ACL. I could be wrong. I think Did he he's Aaron, I can't season. remember at this point. So, you know, he's gone, but they have a lot of players banged up. Evans has been banged up and whatnot. So, the question, but Brady is not known for wanting to rest a week. He is against it. So I think with this game, all I'm going to say, and let's take a look at the line. I mean, the betting line is definitely showing where they think Tampa is going to play it out. And geek, we saw this. I can't remember the, the specifics, but we saw this last year in a similar situation and they played Brady just in the first half but he put up like four or five touchdown passes in, yeah, in the first that. half. It was probably so. against the Jets. But but um, I don't think Carolina's that team that you put up four or five touchdowns in the first half against. Um, I think it's a tricky one. I think I'm not ready here on Thursday to make a comfortable call on what Brady and the Bucks will do. But the line, the odds makers seem to imply that he will play this game out at least three of the quarter. But but then I would say, Bobby Wow, on the flip side of it, and let me check the time here. We're good. We're good on time. So um, then I would ask, do they play Gronk? Gronk's been banged up. I mean, we, we've we said it here in the chat. You know, it kind of looks like a little he, – he's a lumbering guy. Like, that's just how Gronk always looks. But maybe he looks a little more lumbering than usual. Yeah, I I don't know that I can get to Gronk. I I'm not I'm not gonna say don't play him by any means, but it's just too dicey of a situation for me to somewhat pay up for Gronk on this slate. Normally, so they'd be a good play though because they're missing a lot of their pass catchers. It's true. Yeah, I mean there's some supplementary players that I do like. Like I definitely have some big time interest in Grayson from the Bucks. He's cheap. Brady love Brady loves him. The Bucks like him. He played a bunch last week. He's going to play even more this week. He He's really intriguing to me. So Grayson's one of those guys that I'm going to try and be overweight on. No one's playing this guy. No one's going to play him. You will have, you can get 7 8% exposure, and you'll be massively over the field. I love it. Um, Tyler Johnson. Another guy. He's another guy. Brashad yeah. Perriman, if you want to get crazy. Oh, that's a little too crazy for me. That's too much. That's a, th- that is a bridge too far. Fair. No Brashad Perriman. I got to push a little bit. No. Too far. A bridge. You put too hard. Push him back. I don't accept that. All right. The And nothing on the Panthers. Stay away from the Panthers. The Panthers are a disaster. Um, DJ Moore? No. No. Maybe. Really? Maybe. DJ Moore? I I don't mind DJ. Yeah, I guess. The Tampa pass defense is so overrated. They, they're not good. You know who else isn't good? Sam Darnold. Yeah. Stinks. Um, DJ Moore got 12 targets, five receptions in the last game against Tampa two weeks ago. Yeah, I guess you could play him. He'll be in my pool. Yeah, yeah you can play him because Darnold's going to target him 12, 15 times. Um, Cameron Braid. Everybody talking about Braid. Uh, Braid is actually, you know what? If I, I like this idea. If He's the, played well. Yeah, if the 
Bucks do play this game out, both of you know their tight ends are in play. Their tight ends are in play because um, all the pass catchers are, are out. So Cameron B. But yeah, I looked at Brait as I was doing my list, and again, just keep in mind like it's it's, it's four targets, maybe three. That's the problem is he's scoring a touchdown and he's still not getting the 10 points. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not very good. Um, the big game of the slate, we saved really actually the two best games of the slate. Yeah. The best for last. So if you want to talk about the core games to build around this week for me, we're finally there 50 minutes in. The first one is San Francisco at the Rams. Win and you're in. They both need this game bad, right? Um, motivationally, San Francisco, I, I think it's winning you're in for both teams. Uh, the 49ers are nine and seven. They have, if they win, they're in. The Rams are 12 and four. They are in the playoffs, but a win gets, um, clinches the NFC West and the two seed home field advantage situation. If the Rams lose, you know, they could still be the number two seed. Or are they not the number two seed? They could, they're still going to win the NFC West, probably. Although there are scenarios where they don't. So so a loss for the Rams messes with their playoff situation. They're going to try to win this game. Yeah. Um, we have the angle of Cooper Cup going for the single season wide receiver yardage record. Needs about 168 yards or something. I don't know the exact. Do you know the number? I don't. I don't. It's in the 170 range for the record. Sony Michelle going to have all the touches and the carries once again for the Rams. Love that. No backup. It's all Sony. My Michelle. You know, Odell Beckham's had some good games. You know, I think Matt Stafford's had some disappointments. We've been, we, we bitch and moan about Stafford. I don't even know if he's a DFS play at this point, but, you know, he gets you 22. He got you 22 last week. Probably get you 22 again right here, maybe a little more. I'm interested in him. He'll be lower owned than he should be in this game. Yeah, I'm interested in him. He's, he's, had, he's had some disappointments, but I'm interested. Um, on the San Francisco side, Trey Lance may be at the helm, maybe Garoppolo. I don't know how you break a game down not knowing that. It's tough. I don't, I don't, it's hard to break the game down like that because we don't know. But I'll say this if Garoppolo is in play, then Trey, uh, then, then Debo Samuel is exciting. George Kittle's exciting. All of the pass catchers become very interesting. Either way, I like Eli Mitchell. I don't care about the Q tag. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is look at this volume. It's insane. 24 touches, 25 touches, 30 three touches the touches are crazy gig let me throw something out real quick because this might yeah this might throw a wrench in the plans i know what you're gonna say i think but cam makers practiced fully yesterday and is set to play not a risk not not a threat really not a threat you're gonna say that not a threat he's not a threat they're getting him ready he'll be ready for the playoffs you're not gonna play a guy who hasn't played in an entire year and all of a sudden his first game back give him 25 touches it ain't happening no i but but all they need to do is give him 10 touches and sonny michelle becomes far less of a good play um okay that's fair that's my think, that's what think, i'm saying i think sonny michelle would still be playable in that scenario so you know but yeah, it's less, much less good. But I, I don't think so. I think you'll get Cam Akers five or six. Maybe they okay. give him 10 snaps, 10 or 15 snaps, which might result in five or six tar- uh, touches. So let's see. Let's see. Um, as far as the rest of the game goes, though, I think if Trey Lance is a starter, I'm, I'm mildly interested in Trey Lance. If, if, um, if he's not, then, then I'm interested in Debo. I'm, I'm very interested in Debo. Although, again, Cooper Cup will be the better play, I think. But Debo will be of interest. Agreed. And everything on the on the Rams side is interesting. I love this game. This is a game we're going to want to build around this week. 
Now, another game that I think we could build around, last game on the list here, is the Seattle versus Arizona game. Arizona's at home, six and a half point favorite, must win game for Arizona as well. They're in that NFC West where the, where the teams are tight. Arizona, I'll tell you what their situation is. Um, Cardinals, 11 and five. Could win the NFC West. If they do, they could be the number two seed potentially, but they have the potential to drop all the way down to the number five seed. So there's home away, all these different um, implications. They're going to play to win this game for the most part. Um, the Seattle has nothing to play for here other than, I don't know, pride. It's, it's probably Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk or possibly. So there's some pride, but outside of that, no real reason to play, but no reason to rest anyone. Yeah, I mean, look, last week we have, you know, we got what we needed to see. Russell Wilson absolutely styled all over the Detroit Lions in a game yes, where did. it didn't matter. So I think this is, I think both teams hugely in play here, including absolutely. Russ. Yeah, Russ in play as well. Um, you know, Seattle can turn it up at times and and score at will. DK Metcalf had finally had a good game last week. I think DK is great. Tyler Lockett. Basically, I wrote my notes for this game and I wrote, guys, we've been through this. It's basically one of DK or Lockett usually has a really good game, like a like a tournament worthy, winning worthy game. And we are never able to really predict who that's going to be. So, you know, do with that what you will. You play some with one, play some with they're about the same price. Just switch them up. One yep. of them's going to have a great game. The other one, probably not. That's it. I don't know That's which it. one. And and on Arizona, Arizona's a very tricky team to stack because you've got just all these different people. Wesley had a big game or a nice game last week, Antoine Wesley. But also Christian Kirk is out there doing his thing. Um, A.J. Green, I, I think A.J. Green of them, you know, the older guys as the season wears on, they start to slow down. A.J. Green, I think, is slowing down a little bit. But... I think this is a hard game to stack. Zach Ertz is my favorite. What do you say? Yeah, I, I love Zach Ertz in the game. I, I do like Christian Kirk as well a lot. Um, so, and it'll be interesting to see too. If James Conner plays, that changes things a little bit for me. But I, I would like Chase Edmonds a lot, obviously, if Conner's out. Um, I like it. So, either way... I think we're in uh, for a great game here. Seattle at Arizona, one of the best of the um, entire slate, 48-point total. It's the only game with a high total on the entire thing. Um, both teams could style out here. Let's see if Chase Edmonds starts. If got, there's a lot going on in this game. Yeah. Um, so this one is the one to consider building around as well this week. Hey, it's the only game with more than 45 fantasy points on the total. That is a big deal. Uh, not uh, real life projected points on the total so that is a real thing as well um so i'm excited for that one isn't it interesting bobby wow that the better games are pushed some of the better games are pushed to the afternoon the nfl does it all on purpose yeah of course so that's by design i think uh it could be interesting this week to again split up and i rarely do this look how many four o'clock games there are by the way more than usual one two three four five six so that a little bit more than usual we got one two three uh let's see early games we got one two three four five six seven seven early looks there like six afternoon it's a great opportunity to split up by early and afternoon slate this week as well for dfs so i'm going to consider doing some of that um kind of focusing in that way got an amazing um showdown for sunday night um, set up between the Chargers and the Raiders. So really great week, week 18, man. Let's do it. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, let's wrap it up here for the game plan. NFL week 18, Bobby. Wow. Any final thoughts? No, I'm, I'm excited for this last week. I, you know what else too? We got that Saturday slate and um, that's going to be fun too. I know we're going to probably have some more info on that tomorrow, but yeah, we'll do a breakdown of the Saturday only my favorite type of slate, two gamers, three gamers. I love those the best of them all. Uh, we could do a lot of ownership leverage when we're doing small slates like that. And we have really, really accurate um, ownership projections. So it's like a lab of game theory. I love them. So we'll be breaking that one down tomorrow at some point. And I think let's wrap it up here. Remember to get signed up at DFS Army. If you're watching this, go do it now. Use promo code geek. You get 10% off. The playoffs are coming up. You're going to love it. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of 
of these season long. Like tune in next week. I think I'll do a bunch of season long best ball leagues. I'll do some live streams of that. Bobby yes. Wow, maybe you'll do yes, one against yes. me live. Let's do it on the air. We'll we'll draft one. We'll do it. So I'm excited. Um, I will be back as always. So we'll be back tomorrow with the game plan tonight, Bobby. Wow. 10 PM Eastern. We will finally get the wise guys. Got it on, my on the sharp app over on the sharp app. The wise guy show, Anthony Gargano, the sports betting goat himself is going to tell us all the bets of this weekend. That dude is so good. Bobby. Wow. He's unbelievable. I must see TV. I'm a blind follower of his picks. And I thought he was just, you know, originally I just thought, you know, he'd be this entertaining guy, this fun guy, really great to do a show with. I did not realize how sharp of a better he is. So yes. you got to watch that show. Definitely a super sharp better, giving out great, great advice. That's on the Sharp app. And um, Bobby, wow, and I. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll get DFS up north. Maybe we'll do the show late so we can get the full uh, triumvirate together for the Saturday yes. breakdown. And then, of course, Players Club on Saturday as usual. Let's do this. All right. That'll do it for the game plan. NFL Week 18. Good luck this week, everybody. We will see you at the top of the leaderboards.